understands he's been talking about this longer than some folks in this room have been born. He has been consistent. He is authentic. You know, he didn't have a rough few days. I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole, but let me just say this. Nobody, nobody, nobody is perfect. But what I do know about the senator is his heart and his intention and how he has fought throughout his entire career to shore up working class people, black, brown, white, yes. yellow, red, all over this country for all of his career. And it's just really unfortunate that we have people in this country who pounce on every single opportunity there is to tear somebody down. It's unfortunate. So sisters and brothers, we cannot allow people to divide us right, yes. nope. based on race and class. Yes, right. And we can't get so caught up on personalities that we respect and love we got to challenge even people who we respect. Right. And right is right, and it's wrong is wrong, and sometimes we will disagree, but we can disagree without trying to tear yes. that person right. down yes. personally. Yes. I'm talking about personally. Yes. All leaders are fair game in terms of what they stand for, what they do not stand for, but what we should not allow ourselves to do, which many politicians benefit from that, which is, I'm going to tear you down personally. I'm going to try to annihilate you. I believe that we should be soft on people and hard on the issues. We're going to go ham on the issues. Now, I'm not going to talk about your wife, your mama, your cat, your dog, or your children. Just to make my point. Too many politicians on both sides of the aisle, they benefit from that. They want to divide us. Divide this, not to get into what the smear was, because it was horrible, and obviously we know that it's not, it was just created out of thin air. And why they even had to use the excuse of a real event to do it is actually strange to me. Why not just make it up completely if you're going to be so, you know, outlandish? But my question is, as someone who's knocks on doors and will be knocking on doors in a year again, knocked on doors three years ago, is on uh, you know on social media and talks to friends and and uh, um, we are on the board of our revolution for South Jersey. Thank you. Do we spend any energy worrying about that? And one example that I'm thinking of is the two-minute segment in which that clip, in which that uh, statement was made, show people that, and it's pretty obvious that at the very worst, it's not nearly a big of a deal at all. Do we worry about that? I mean, the campaign is supposed to be lifting up the positive, not negative, but that stuff is out there. And do we just let it get out of control, or do we just not worry about it at all? I don't think many people, the doors you're going to knock on, are going to even ask you about that. Most people don't even know that that happened. So if, if well, it's more general general smears as opposed to this particular. Oh well, yeah. I mean, if if somebody calls the question at the door that you're knocking on about anything, just be honest with them. But I, I believe the vast majority of people whose doors that you're going to knock on, they, want, they are going to want to hear about how 
they can help to make this country better. And whoever you're knocking on that door for, what's going to be their policy position to help do that and not get caught up? Because they don't have the luxury to get caught up in these smears. But if somebody asks you directly about a policy of Senator Sanders or any, any candidate that you're supporting, I would just be honest with them because people love that authenticity and honesty. But we shouldn't get caught up in that. I don't think that that is going to Address dominate. it, acknowledge it, but don't right. dwell don't on it. Don't dwell on it, yeah. Okay, good. As I told the group in the other room, the group of activists and organizers, that power, in the words of Brother Frederick Douglass, can seize nothing without a demand, without a struggle. It never has and it never will. So this machine that you guys have been educating me about, I know that my chairman, Larry Cohen, when he talks about New Jersey, he talks about this machine. Some of the worst in the nation, right here in New Jersey. Not at the hands of Republicans, but at the hands of Democrats. We're going to call them out. We're going to call them out. when we fight the Republicans, we get it. Yeah. But what we don't understand is when we got to fight members of our own house yeah. well, here in New Jersey. And some of the stories that I heard about this machine and the rigging that's going on. Yes, I say to you that the system is rigged. Yeah. Yes. yes, it is. It's rigged economically, politically, socially, environmentally. Yeah. The system is absolutely rigged, and it's not just the Republicans doing the damn rigs. So no longer are we just going to vote for folks just because they got a D behind their name. We are going to subscribe to the Sister Janet Jackson School of Thought. What have you done for me lately? Yes. <laughs> what are you standing what are you fighting for? What are you willing to sacrifice for? And so it's not enough to rail against the Republicans. We got to get some folks in there who stand for something. We are in a condition that we are in right now because we have elected too many folks who don't stand for anything but themselves. That's right. Yes. Yes. We want Bernie Blue, baby. We want Bernie Blue. neoliberal sisters and brothers, they say, well, Nina Turner, if you don't like the party, <laughs> get out. Okay. And what I say, I don't know if we got some babies in here, maybe I might not say it. <laughs> I ain't going to say exactly, but, but this is what I say. It's our party, and we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> we not going anywhere. We don't let those go. We not going anywhere. Bernie Blue is here to stay. All right, so the last thing is I know we agree on because I've heard you say it. You said it on the when you were on with Jake Tapper. Yeah. You want people to go crazy left. Don't. Hard. Hard left. Yeah. Ham to the left. Ham to the left? Is yes. that? Okay. <laughs> so I totally agree. And. It, it's a choice. It's a choice between choosing the powerful or choosing the people. Because if you go far left, you'll get the people. And you'll even maybe scrape off some of the Republican people in that district. Maybe not a lot, but maybe enough. But 
you lose the powerful if you get if you do that obviously so you're making a choice to be with the people or to be with the powerful but it's also it actually relates to and this might not seem directly related at first but demanding better demanding better which is what you partially address at the end of your thing demanding better does not cause the worst we demanded better of our politicians we wanted Bernie Sanders and so people like us are sometimes blamed for Trump which means that this this theory of demanding better causes the worst right okay I mean it really is and, and, and it's just a historian in me but I'm gonna use this example my ancestors wanted freedom so were they supposed to not fight for that freedom because the status quo at that time didn't necessarily did not necessarily did not want to give it to them it didn't call what it caused is an awakening when women the suffragettes were fighting you know for women to get the right to vote they could have just stayed there and went with the status quo and waited for it to be just given to them or they could have fought for it which they did that brought about women having the right to vote in this country had they just sat it out and waited women wouldn't be able to have the right to vote today. It's the same thing with our gay, lesbian, transgender, bisexual sisters and brothers in terms of being able to marry, had they just waited. So it doesn't cause anything. What it does cause, it causes an upset in the country because people now begin to think, wait a minute, I do deserve better. Why, why are we the wealthiest country on the face of the earth and we don't have universal health care like every other industrialized nation? Why is it that women can't make dollar for dollar? Why is it that working families can't get a paid leave? It causes people to think. And in that way, the status quo is upset about it. During election cycles, Jeff, people got to earn the vote. And I believe that the onus is on the person that is running to earn that vote and not to blame the voters. And, and it's hard it's hard because people fear the Republican whether it's local or it's national and so they say but Jeff, don't demand so you're not you're also fighting those people who are afraid look, of look what I was just I mean the lessons that I've learned since I've been here in New Jersey just using New Jersey as the example it ain't the Republicans it's the Democrat having a machine when somebody is told not to run for mayor because they supported Senator Sanders or the lady that I talked to who's running for school board and they're going after her or candidates like Jim who is there trying to get those county votes and the, the chairs of those counties are manipulating the vote. This is the kind of stuff that we must resist. That is the kind of stuff we must fight against. So at the same time that we're resisting Republicans and their bad policies most of the time, we also have to resist the hypocrisy and the double standards of the Democratic Party itself and help to restore this party to the party of the working black, brown, red, yellow, and white people of this country. So if that causes people to be uncomfortable, well, they better get ready to be uncomfortable. All right, thank you. <laughs> you you really are, I look up to you. Thank and thank you. you for doing this. Thank you. And I want to give and a shout out our revolution. I want to encourage people to join our revolution. Join it in New Jersey. Join it in California. Join it in Florida, in Ohio, all over this country. Go to ourrevolution.com. That's O-U-R revolution.com. Be part of the do you mean one uncompletely unrelated yes, favor? Yes. Someone who really cares about you and worked his ass off for Bernie yeah. in 2016. Would you say hi to Chuck Dennison for me? 
Chuck Dennison. Thank you for working your ass off for Senator Bernie Sanders, and thank you for standing up for causes that are even bigger than you. Thank you for believing that together we can make this country a better place by electing people like Senator Bernie Sanders. It doesn't end with him, but he certainly shook the foundations of this country. I want to thank you for using your time, your talent, and your treasure to help us get a political revolution in this country. Darling, keep the faith and keep the fight. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're very welcome. Nice. Yes, okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did all the work. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much. You, Thank you, Thank you, Jeff. My husband and son are named Jeff. Oh, All of us socialized in a nation that is planted in our psychological, in our subconscious of our mind that one group is more valuable than, mm -hmm. than another. And you don't have to do this consciously, it's unconscious. I remember my niece, one of my nieces, her name is Genesis, she was about maybe seven years old, and she had two Barbie dolls. Mm -hmm. She had a white Barbie and a chocolate Barbie. She had a vanilla Barbie and a chocolate Barbie. <laughs> and she was over at my house, and she just left chocolate Barbie all by herself, and I, I was wondering what was going on. And her mama came to pick her up, she said, Auntie, I'm going to leave chocolate Barbie with you. I'm going to take vanilla Barbie. Being the social scientist that I am, I had to ask well. a couple questions. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to know why my niece was going to leave chocolate Barbie with me. And she said, she said, you know, this Barbie, vanilla Barbie, has longer hair. I said, well, let's put them side by side. Sisters and brothers, there was no difference in the length of that hair. You know why she took vanilla Barbie over chocolate Barbie? Because in her mind, in her mind, in her mind, in her mind. Not that her, nobody sat her down and told her that. But the images bombarding her little black mind told her that one Barbie doll was more valuable, was beautiful than the other. So that's what the Black Lives Matter movement was about, just asking for transparency and justice in a system that has been unjust. And I say that as a mother of a police officer, a wife of a retired police officer, somebody who can relate on all sides, want to see my two men come home safely, but understanding, as Ice Cube put it, our skin is our sin. Crying the tears of black mamas who know, who have to say to their babies, we got to teach them a different lesson. Yes. I rarely share this story, but I'm going to share it, New Jersey. You got me feeling some type of way. Because <laughs> I want to make a final point. And it is important that in coalition building, that when we build coalitions, we got to understand each other's plans. Yes. Yes. Because there will be some rooms that you'll be in that I won't be in. But if you are able to articulate the pain of another, you can lift this thing. We got to have some understanding. That when I was pregnant with my son, and my husband is light-skinned with red hair, and being a dark-skinned African-American woman, black from a distance, from a distance, with a sister walk in the room, you know. 
And you know, I'm just, I'm just thinking about the pain of being black. All right, guys. Here you wonder what the world my secret lies. I'm not cute to build the suit of fashion model size. Go ahead, Dr. Angelo. Phenomenal woman, baby. Yes, but um, see, you messing up my story, guys. But uh, I just want to put a final point on this thing, which is, you know, when I was pregnant with my son and just recounting the struggle, what it means to be black in America. And I'm praying to God. And as I said, I rarely tell this part of my life story. I don't even know if my son knows this or not, but now I'm telling millions of people. <laughs> I wanted my son to have my husband's complexion. And not because I'm ashamed of my beautiful chocolateness, but I knew to be born black in America. And then to be dark skin adds another layer to the struggle. See, black mamas endure that. Knowing that when you birth a child in the world, that the first thing they will be judged by is the color of their skin. That what we are fighting for as a progressive movement is the eradication of that kind of thought, that kind of behavior, but we have to push. See, this is de jure, de jure, and de facto. Right. It is about what we do in practice, but what also was cemented in laws in this country, Jim Crow laws in this country, black codes in this country. And so we are all socialized as much as we try to fight it, and we all have to fight it. To not think of race in a way that denigrates the other person. That is what Dr. Reverend, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. meant when he said that he wanted people to be judged by the content of their characters. To be given a fighting chance to live a good life. That is what we are fighting for. So sisters and brothers in the progressive movement, we do have to understand, we do have to declare, we can't be afraid to say what my brother said up here. That racial justice is a thing. So I wanted to ask you, you told your story and clearly emotional story about your son and his complexion and what you wanted for him. And I wanted to ask what, what and when or how was the resolu uh, resolution of that story? Well, you know, I got a healthy baby boy. He's a police officer, young man, I should say. Um, when you're a mother, though, your, your children are always your baby. But he's... You know, he's a beautiful, caramel child, but the moral of the story that I was telling is that because of the pressures of blackness, what I wanted is that even though I knew he was going to be born, you know, black in America, to try to lessen the pressure and the burden of that was to be lighter skinned because colorism is a thing in this country. It's a thing within the black community because we've been brainwashed to believe that closer to white you are, the better you are, the more attractive you are. That's embedded in our DNA. And so as a mother understanding the history of my people, I just wanted to lessen some of the burden on my child. And at the time, I didn't know that I was going to have a son. But, you know, knowing that I was going to bring a baby in this world, I just wanted them to be lighter skin only to just lift a little bit of that burden off of them. And that's a sad place to be. A sad feeling to have in this country that it's already embedded 
that the closer to white you are, the more privileges you have, the more people will see you as beautiful and intelligent than if you are born your brown self. You want to do the rat race instead of your, the truth because right. the rat race in the short term yeah. sometimes works. I mean, it's, it's just terrible. So, you know, we're fighting for a world where no mother will have to even just even have that thought that we will have true equality and justice and that we will judge people based on their character, as Dr. King said, and not by, you know, not just because of their color, not just because of their phenotype, but even as we fight racism, my story, and a lot of us don't talk about it, even in the black community, it's hard to talk about colorism. We do it, it's intra, we do it too. So we must protest, and not just the man in the White House. Can I, can I just speak on that for a minute? We are consumed. We are consumed by him. And he loves it. That's the way he likes it. And we got politicians who want us consumed by him. We talk about him a little too much in media, and I'm on media on a regular basis. You see, while we all fixated on him, then we can't organize and unite and get people elected to office who will make the difference because we're too fixated on him. Right. Yep. While we fixated on Stormy Daniels, yeah. we can't concentrate yeah. on the storms that are brewing yeah. in our community. Yes. Yes. We're taking our eye off an administration that wants to criminalize everything. An EPA that is scaling back regulations that keep our air clean and our water clean. We can't concentrate on the fact that in the state of Michigan, they just gave more permits to Nestle's bottling company. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Detroit, their water gets cut off because of the bills, and in Flint, they still got dirty water. See, we can't fixate on none of that. Because we are preoccupied well. with what is happening in that White House. Let me tell you something. In order to understand the state of the union, we got to understand the state of the streets. Yeah. 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 And if Democrats think that they're going to win just by pointing out his flaws, they got another thing coming. Because in New Jersey, y'all have pointed out a whole bunch of flaws right here in this state. Nina Turner. Yes. Thank you. I'm going to try and hold it together because I'm very excited to talk to you. Okay. Um, did you know that uh, you just said the water uh, from uh, that Nestle was granted the water rights and and despite like 97% the comments were against it. Yes. And 25 hours later, the next day, Snyder announced that he was done giving bottled water to the people in Flint, Michigan. I'll, I'll, I'm going to tweet you when I get home. But you know what? I found, I, I, when Senator Sanders and I, we just came back from Flint, Michigan about maybe a month and a half ago, and the citizens that were there with us alluded to the fact that the water stations may be dismantled, and to hear you say that that governor just did that is maddening. And so again, while we're focused on the drama that's happening in Washington and not caring about what's happening to our sisters and brothers in Michigan, 
is immoral. It's a, it's a crime. But we need those people to rise up and make sure that they vote. That's why voting is so important. Who has the power matters. But that just breaks my heart to, to know that. It's, it's amazing. It's sickening. Yeah, it's really disgusting. Yeah, it is. And they, they said that even though the people are against it, that it's not against the law. As if it's not. Yes. As, as if as if they're re- legally required. Right. To grant to, to them grant those them rights. To grant them that access. Right. It's not against the law. But what about? Morality. What about right. calling the moral question? Right. That's exactly what they said. And you're right. Ninety percent. I think it came up to what about eighty-five thousand right. or few, more people right. were against it. To less than a hundred people, I believe, were for it, and they still granted it to them. Right. It's it's obscene. It's, it's, it is. It's it, obscene. it is. Because while we're fighting each other, the other folks are organized and laughing their behinds off because we are distracted. They love it. We are distracted. Focus. Focus. The type of country you want to build one community at a time.